Galair, and welcome to the Loaf of Bread GA podcast, slicing into the GA of the past, present, and future. Join me, Jason Keelan, as we cut into the largest loaf of bread known to mankind. Hello, Diagwitch, Bonjour, Nihao, Konnichiwa, Guten Tag, and Privyat to you all, wherever you're listening in. What started as a message to 10 clubs has now expanded to more than 50 clubs globally from all continents. The journey through Loaf 2 GA Global continues this week as we move on to our next destination in the GA world. So come with me on the GA journey of a lifetime and meet clubs from Canada to Argentina, South Africa to Gibraltar, Bermuda to the North Pole, New Zealand to Kuwait, Knoxville to Qatar and literally everywhere in between. So grab the passports, grab the bags, it's time to go. Ni hao everyone and you're welcome to Slice 6 of the Loaf of Bread GA podcast. On Slice 6 of GA Global, we fly from the beautiful and historical Poland across the globe to where our journey continues in the amazing China. We land in the city of Suju and meet Irishman Connor and Australia man Jesse from Suju Aeroog. We find out all about the GA in the world's most populated country, the rivalries and friendships with the likes of Beijing, Shanghai and Shunde Gales among others, the transfer of Aussie rules skills to GA, the Pulp Fiction nightclub, the Waterford Wanderley wagon bus driver Shea, Jesse moving to Cambodia GA soon, Mayo legend Kira MacDonald installing pipelines, the passion of the Adelaide Crows fans in Oz, and some of the other key issues of the day, like whether the Great Wall is really great, if pork or Irish stew is better, and of course the main question, the Chinese, are they really a great bunch of lads as Father Ted said they were? But first as usual, Let's take our trip around the city of Suju in China and find out all about the life in the land of the so-called sleeping giant. On Sultos. The clever combatant looks to the effect of combined energy and does not require too much from individuals, hence his ability to pick out the right men and utilize combined energy. When he utilizes combined energy, his fighting men become, as it were, like unto rolling logs or stones. The quote you heard there was from the famous Art of War by Chinese great Sun Tzu. Somehow there's a GA feel to it in many ways. Kind of sounds like Paudy or Miko picking a team back in the day. The song you hear in the background is called Falling by a Chinese artist called Corky. I won't lie, I was torn between this and something by a band called Tank. It was one of those tough choices of life but it went for Corky in the end. So slightly west of Shanghai Airport is the city of Suju, on the banks of several bodies of water, including Lake Tai, Chenggu Lake, and Yangchen Lake. The beauty of nearby Shanghai is mirrored in Suju in many ways, particularly in the incredible cityscape views at night, something I remember fondly from Shanghai back in 2009. The entire Suju region takes in about 10 million people and has grown vastly since its early days. Founded in the 5th century BC, Suju has always been a progressive area. In fact, in the earliest centuries AD, it was among the largest cities not just in China, but in the world, and was once the largest non-capital city globally. All this while retaining its status as being the so-called Venice of the East, due to its use of waterways and amazing green and garden spaces. One of the bodies of water is the Yangtze River. This is the longest river in Asia, the longest river within a single country in the world, and home to the Three Gorges Dam, the largest hydroelectric power station in the world, and in my view, the best. Like most of the Chinese history, Suju has gone through many rulings over different dynasties. 
from the Qin Dynasty to the Tang and Ming and beyond. In 1937, just before World War II, Japan invaded the area and destroyed many of the now famous gardens. Today, these gardens, more than 60 of them, make up a collection of the largest UNESCO gardens on planet Earth. Names such as the Couples Retreat Garden or the Lingering Gardens are well known in the area and by tourists to the region from near and far. Equally well used and maintained are the streets and their adjacent rivers. It was the legendary explorer himself, Marco Polo, who coined the term Venice of the East. And today you only have to take a trip down one of the rivers to see the resemblance. Of course it also helps if you've been to Venice, but anyway. And of course in those trips, Polo would have encountered the famous Chinese silk, which is still a huge part of the industry in Suju today. And as if that wasn't enough, there's even the Leaning Tower of China. Yunyan Pagoda on top of the famous Tiger Hill in the area is named so due to its leaning, like its namesake in Pisa in Italy. However, it's victory for Italy on this one here, as their tower leans approximately 5.5 degrees, whereas Yunyan only leans 3. As for Suju and sporting or famous icons, I'm a little bit stuck. Other than former world number one female badminton player Wang Shizian, I didn't recognise a single name, and to be honest I only barely knew hers. But outside of sport, there are a couple of names worth mentioning. Firstly, the quote you heard at the start was from the iconic Art of War by Sun Tzu. Tzu was a military leader in China around the 6th century BC, and among other things he wrote this famous military tactical book, which is considered to be one of the great books on strategy in war and other areas. Tzu's birthplace is said to be in the region of Suju. The final name is Lingwan. No, not the panda from Anchorman movies. Suju native Lingwan was more commonly known as Thomas Dao. He was a medical specialist who pioneered the treatments that exist today for breast cancer. In the past, the main treatment as such was a mastectomy, a full removal of the breast and surrounding muscles. But Dao worked with Charles Huggins, a doctor in America, a man who would go on to win the Nobel Prize. Through his work and studies, Dow managed to slowly convince the public in America that a considered approach could save needless extreme surgeries and give women more of a chance to decide on their own course of treatment based on the issues they had. Today, Dow's method is still the main approach to breast cancer treatment in the world. Suju Aerog began in 2009 and runs strong today. As I now boast a shirt thanks to Connor and Jesse, I can say they are now my China GA team of choice. The club's existence on the outskirts of Shanghai region is boosted by players from Ireland, China, Africa, Australia, Europe and America. A serious mix. The team always holds their own on the field and given their motto, Suju always wins the party, one could be forgiven for thinking that a night out with Connor, Jesse and the gang will be something special indeed. The Tom Coyle Invitational event began in 2018 and has been the feature of the club since. Just recently in May, the latest instalment occurred and judging by the photos on Instagram and the ones Connor sent me, it looks every bit as good as any GAA event in the world. And so it is to the sound lads in Suju Aerog in China. Officially now that Connor and Jesse have sent me a polo shirt, I guess that makes me part of the club. So let's meet my new teammates who I haven't actually met yet in person. Jesse and Connor from Suju Aerog. Just a quick note. The internet here in Mullingar that day wasn't quite on my side and sadly the first couple of minutes failed miserably. So we catch up with the guys a couple of minutes in. Enjoy. Hey guys, is that any better? 
Yeah, yep. we can hear you anyway. Yeah, sorry about that. I don't know what the story is with the Irish Irish internet. It, I did a project back in college about 20 years ago uh, on the Irish internet, and I think it still is as bad as it was 20 years ago. So <laughs> nothing has changed in my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> you might give them a bit of advice, perhaps. Yeah, oh, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even be bothered. They won't listen anyway. So, um, yeah, sorry. The the last thing I was saying to you, uh, Connor, was is the is the weather a massive factor? Is it as is it much of a factor in the internet providing as it is here in Ireland by the looks of it? The weather, yeah, um, not not massively. We'd have we'd have a few kind of rainy. The rainy season is can be quite wet. But mm. All the pitches we play on here are artificial. It's all AstroTurf. So in terms of kind of playing surfaces, it doesn't make a wild amount of difference. Um, we'd more so go by the school holidays here. Um, obviously, we're, we're training in the school and playing in the school, and a lot of the members would be teachers. Mm. So, so we're kind of following that, that sort of schedule. Um, but it does, it does get savage, hot and humid in the summer, <laughs> yeah. which can be rough going at times <laughs> yeah i uh, i'd imagine that i remember being out there at the time where it was in the middle of summer and trying to go up the trying to go up the great wall oh, of china and the heat was not enjoyable <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's savage. jesse because, can't get enough of it clearly He's i was gonna say Je- jesse's probably a bit more used to it than than you would be and i would be <laughs> yeah well i can you know i i enjoy a bit of so i don't get sunburnt when i turn the lights on in my house like, like kind of <laughs> That's a great line. I got to use that as the tagline for the for this episode. I think uh, getting sunburned with the lights on, yeah, that's a good one. Um, do you guys have a do you have a particular local that you go to for celebrations or drowning the sorrows after defeats or anything like that? Yeah, we do. Uh, one of our sponsors is the Butcher's Hook, which is one of the local watering holes. So we haven't been able to celebrate or commiserate too much recently, given the, given mm. the pandemic, but. That's the first spot to go. And what's what's yeah, it, what's good. a good night out like? Uh well, it it ultimately start with a victory, but um, <laughs> so we found other ways to have a good night out because they're few and far between. <laughs> <laughs> but usually, um, like if we're coming back from from a, a weekend game or something, we'll we'll head to the the butcher's hook and have a few pints and and a bit of a feed and stuff, and then. Um, move on on elsewhere to other places. Sometimes we go down to to Bar Street, um, which is close by there. Um, the the sponsor, the guy that owns the Butcher's Hook, he's got a a nightclub down there, Pulp Fiction. Um, Great name. <laughs> yeah. So some some of the younger <laughs> members tend to go tend to go there, um, but it, it it just really depends on. Um, where we've been, like obviously Suzhou's a real. It's a small city for China. It's a, it's a, uh, you know, it's a massive place compared to Ireland. Um, yeah. So we've got a lot of members like Connor. He's he lives across in um, Suzhou New District, which is essentially another you know city of three million people. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he's across that side. So. Often we'll try and have some do's here and there where we might go over to to a few bars or restaurants over that side, save those members travelling across. Because mm, you're looking at probably by the time you come across, what are you saying, Conan, about 45 minutes from, from your side of town over to where we train? And Yeah, yeah. 
yeah, it's about that. Um, it's a really kind of sprawling city. We do have members all over the place. But that's, that's another thing. It can be tough to get people out training. I was going to say, yeah, like a 45 minute journey isn't, I know over here, maybe in Ireland, like for me, that's, that's a commute in the morning to Dublin, but um, yeah. that that's, you know, quite a journey. I suppose you're going across a big city for, for people going training. Well, it's, it's absolutely an adventure. We have, uh, <laughs> we, have a, we have a bus driver in the club. He's a fella from Waterford and he has his own Wonderly wagon. Wow. And a lot of us pile into that. And he, <laughs> He has he has like a disco lights inside and everything. So get the party started on the way to training. Does he play on the team as well, or? Oh, he does, of course. Yeah, yeah. He's he's probably one of our oldest members now, but he's probably the last man you want to tangle with. <laughs> to put yeah, it, he, to put it politely. <laughs> yeah, he'll uh, he'll go. You know, he spends the majority of training explaining to people you know, how to do it and, and they go through and then it's like someone just flicks a switch and he goes full beast mode where he'll be canning <laughs> into people and usually, you know, two or three will end up with injuries if he's decided yeah. to hit beast mode at training. It, it, it sounds like this man is the answer to one of the questions that's about to come up in a couple of minutes. So we, we might have to revisit this this Waterford bus driver lunatic <laughs> man in a few minutes. So um, you're... Uh, your rivalry then, uh, Jesse, with Shanghai, is it, have you much to celebrate or is it a very, as you said, London versus Dublin type thing? Look, on the, on the pitch, on the pitch, it's, it's London versus Dublin. Mm. Um, I guess in, in my, my experience with sport, you know, back home in Australia with, with Aussie, Aussie rules and, and cricket in particular, where sports that real social sense and, you can go at it on the field, but off the field, you know, you have a laugh, you you have a beer together, and and you look forward to the next time you play. Um, and I guess it, that there was a little bit of that missing um, from our, the relationship with with Shanghai, and may have been the result of of certain individuals from from both sides. <laughs> but me, um, a, a lad that sort of. Okay. Yeah, wasn't, wasn't Connor, right? Fair enough. Um, no, but the Kieran, the lad in Shanghai, we've sort of spent the last three or four years really trying to work on that relationship where we're supporting each other on different things and really bringing a, a community atmosphere here. Sort of, I think for a little bit they they forgot the the point of it all was to promote um, Gaelic football and and sort of pass that on to as many people as you can so it's been really good and you know we go in there and have a have a good laugh and they've got about 50 odd coming out for the tournament in a couple of weeks and they're all sort of staying at hotels in in Sujo so they can get on it and have a real good good laugh and good crack okay so we need to have a word of the shanghai lads about their attitude from the past okay we'll have to we'll have to get them on and, and give out to them for a little while so um is this the first bit of drama you've had on the uh, uh no actually funnily enough i i i've had <laughs> random bits of like stories that have come out have been uh, some of them have been outrageous like um uh, my favorite one, i have to be honest to say one of my favorite ones so far like you guys i think are, are number six in the line the the, the best mm-hmm. i've had so far was i had the guys from zaragoza in spain on and they had two great 
great stories. One wasn't so much a story um, as much as just a character, a bit like your water for bus driver, I think, in a couple of minutes. But yeah. their, their goalkeeper, Alan, once fell asleep in the middle of a match on the goal line. And <laughs> I said, I'm going to need some proof that this guy actually exists. And about five minutes after we hung up, the guys had all sent me photos of this is Alan. So I now know who Alan is. <laughs> and the other, the other story they had, which I don't know if you guys have any similar matches like this, but somehow the guys in Spain needed to win a match by 36 points to qualify and they won by 37 uh which I, I i can't that isn't sitting well with me at the moment i can't figure that one out have you guys had any sensational victories connor that you can think of offhand or um i have to think about that one unfortunately mm. uh, we've we've kind of had some not nothing massive like that but, um we've had some pretty sweet victories in tournaments where we would have wouldn't necessarily be the famous the favorites. Yeah. So who stands generally out? Generally to the um uh, down in Shanghai at the China Games. It would have been two or three years ago. Now we gave a pretty good account account of ourselves. Nice. We battled hard. We played aside from Beijing. We played Shanghai side. And on the on the international the, side, do you get um? Do you get to take on many teams? Say, like J- Jesse, have you managed to get it, get a hold of uh, taking on any of the any of the Aussies? No, we've we've played. We've had a couple of games, um, sort of in just little tournaments in Shanghai against like the um, Shanghai Tigers. They're the Aussie rules team in in Shanghai, hmm. so sort of they get on and, and play um, footy. But I guess. We haven't. I haven't actually had the opportunity to go off to the the All Asia's or anything yet because they they don't sit really well as a as a teacher. Okay. Because um, you've got to get and if you know if you're telling your telling your principal, yeah, I need a couple of days off to to go and drink a copious amount of <laughs> beer and and I attempt kick, to play football. I was going to say I kick in football Bangkok in between. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they sort of say, yeah, right, whatever. Yeah, you're coming to work. Um, yeah, and obviously, sort of thinking it was going to be my last year in China, I'd made a point of saying, right, well, last year in China, I'm definitely going to um, to the All Asia's, and I can't believe the extent that the school went to to you know to stop that happening with a pandemic. So <laughs> I didn't get to do that. <laughs> yeah, it was as if the school planned the pandemic somehow. That they went, no, Je- Jesse's <laughs> trying to go to the Asian Games. We need to do something to stop this. Let's unleash a pandemic on the world to make sure that he doesn't get anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how, that's how that sounds right. even worse that sounds even worse now that my school's in china <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know it probably does actually yeah uh that's, <laughs> that's brilliant yeah i'll have to keep an eye for the uh for the uh, the all asian games eventually when they get going and just uh just put up a flag you know jesse should be here you know <laughs> yeah yeah well hopefully it. hopefully moving to cambodia you know they've got a they've got a team there so hopefully the the dream can continue of, of getting there one day yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Um, what what is bringing you to Cambodia? Just out of interest, is it teaching or? Yeah, teaching. So just change of change of scenery. Um, uh, my wife, she doesn't particularly like the cold weather, so okay, she's absolutely gunning for it to have you know year round thirty four degrees. Yeah. Um, and is it out to? So are you going to Phnom Penh or where are you going to? Yeah, to Phnom Penh. So yeah, no, lovely, lovely place. So be good, yeah. and then it's 
yeah, sort of four hours down to the the islands and stuff. So handy for for getaways. Yeah, not so bad. So yeah. This part in China, you know, we're we're close to Shanghai, which is obviously on the coast, but it's mm. just a, you know, it's it's not a beach you'd go to swim at. It's yeah, a shipping lane. Yeah, and their rivals need to want to talk to them. Yeah, I understand. That's that's that's, to- <laughs> that's totally normal. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, very low profile when we cross. Yeah, the Shanghai border. Yeah. Um, no, the, your rivalry with them is kind of interesting. It's probably, I suppose, of this, this, the five or six clubs so far, it's probably the most um, maybe like intense sounding rivalry, I think, that I've, I've come across so far. The rest are all so far kind of like, yeah, we've got rivalry, but, um, you know, they, they, it tends to be very, very well, one-sided. So, yeah. yeah. You don't What's good for us? Too many clubs to choose from. Yeah. Yeah. Choose the local. Yeah, I was going to say, that, like, what's that's the beauty for us with Shanghai is we're, we're quite close, whereas... A lot of the other teams in China tend to they don't have that those teams right by them. I guess the other like down in Shenzhen and with Shunda and um, Guangzhou and stuff they've got that, but otherwise you're quite spread out. So you, it does take on those big tournaments for for people to to come together. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that sounds uh, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, I'm I'm intrigued about this rivalry. I have to kind of look into it a bit more after. Uh, after we're done as well. So, um, Connor, what's uh, are you still keeping up to date with uh, Mayo's ongoings at home before uh, before the COVID hit? Um, yeah, I, I kind of took mercy on myself and <laughs> tried not to follow them too closely. Um, Always a good idea. Stress in my life. Yeah, uh, they have they have a good young setup now, so I'm hopeful that something will change eventually somehow. Yeah, I've been. I've been funny. I've been listening to Mayo fans say that. I think it's like what nineteen, the mid nineteen sixties. I think because the last, so, so the last, I've been hearing that phrase a lot. Yeah. Do you do you really think the All Ireland is is eventually going to get across the across into Connacht? I've been studying the law of averages. And, um, <laughs> something's going to happen. Yeah, I don't think the law of averages applies when Dublin are playing. Somehow, though. that's that's the only problem. So, no. um, well, it's interesting. Ask, we yeah, to, go on. Yeah. Sorry, we. We recently met the new Irish ambassador to China, okay. Erwin, at a function up in Shanghai. And her husband is a Dublin man, and he right. was he was kind of hinting at the fact that unless Dublin are divided, like they're just gonna win around them every year. Mm. I tend to agree with him. Like it's, it's just unbelievable they've set up. Yeah, the Dublin the Dublin divide is uh, st- still it's a topic that appears. It'll appear again in two weeks' time when the league starts back. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I, ex- I expect to be hearing a bit more of it. All right. Um, do you guys have? Um, I've asked all the clubs. I suppose, um, Jesse, do you, do you have much problem with fundraising? Um, it's sort of it's a it's a weird thing here. We we sort of do a little bit of fundraising here and there. Like we have, um, we sell some gear and and stuff when we have a tournament. Um, have a St. Patrick's Day raffle, that type of thing. But I mm. guess we we rely a bit more on on sponsorship, um, and I guess that's where we sort of did it a little bit differently um, this year. When when Connor and I were or last year, when Connor and I were talking about it, we did it a little bit differently this year, rather than sort of rely heavily on on a bar to be the main sponsor. Mm. We sort of branched out a little bit and sort of went more sponsors for for a bit less, um, which ended up sort of going pretty well. A couple of couple of players on the team um, 
ones from England. He's his company. Um, they sort of chucked in a bit of money, which is good. Then obviously the butchers hooked through in a bit as well. So we sort of spread it out a bit, um, and it, it's allowed us to be pretty financially secure. Um, That's good too. Which is good. And then obviously our crazy Waterford bus driver, he <laughs> is actually an entrepreneur in Sujo. So he has his own company, uh, which is not not a taxi service, by the way. <laughs> uh, he has a web design company and he's our main sponsor this year. He's put in, put in quite a substantial amount. I, I, I was going to say that that when you told me about this crazy water for bus driver, first the last thing I think I expect you to say he is is a web designer. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's actually an onion of a man. There's there's a lot many, of many layers. layers yeah, and, and he'll make you cry. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, you don't, uh, Connor. You guys obviously don't uh, do the traditional GA thing of you know putting out a, a book of. Uh, lotto tickets every week and run around the streets and knocking on people's doors selling no, tickets now no we tried but it's just pure exhaustion there's too many doors there's <laughs> millions and millions of people yes i know yeah i know i just i always ask every club because it's just i think it's such an irish thing just to go around selling tickets at like a bar you know when someone's buying a pint you know you just throw the book and say here buy three of those yeah. it, it clearly doesn't happen abroad it's so it's so far it's it's definitely been a no from everybody do um no monster raffle. No, we monster don't have any cats to give away. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's also the problem, I suppose. Yeah. Do you remember? Uh, do you remember your debut, Connor? Your first game? Um. Yeah, I believe I believe it was up in Shanghai. Actually, um, I didn't really know what to expect at, at the time when I arrived. We weren't we weren't blessed with many numbers, and mm. we weren't blessed with no offense intended, but there weren't too many good footballers either. So, uh, <laughs> So, <laughs> it was a bit of a baptism of fire but just the thing that kind of struck me about it was um you're playing with people from all over the world and all over ireland and it was it was just a, a really kind of positive experience i was i was kind of fresh off the boat at the time so i would have uh, been playing a bit at home and i was able to fit in fit in over here which was nice uh, but, what position what position were you yeah, we, I was kind of around the middle. I remember okay. the first day I came down to training, uh, David, who, who we've mentioned before, he was mm-hmm. taking the team at the time, and uh, a ball rolled over to me as I was walking through the gate, and I kicked it back to him. And he said, if you can kick the ball to me there, I'll stick you right into me. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> that's, that's an indication. Whereas at home, I'd be kind of warm in the bench yeah. a lot of the time. <laughs> So the recruitment policy is essentially we're just going to roll footballs up to people on the street and if you can kick it back, you're in. <laughs> yeah, and pretty much. What's worrying about that is yeah. that it didn't yield any other results. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, that's, that's all right. Yeah. Uh, Jesse, do you remember your uh, your debut? Uh, yeah, I'd obviously um, sort of come a... I'd come to training once and um, and then had a bit of a an injury playing soccer and okay. I got sort of all my teeth smashed out. Um, okay. <laughs> and that's when I thought, well, you know, it's a mugs game, that one. So, <laughs> but it took me, it took me about two years, like with, uh, with um, like bone grafts and stuff to sort of get that sorted. So then, yeah, I decided, right, well, um, football, it's a, it's a lot closer to Aussie rules. That's more natural to me. I, you know, 
I don't have to to learn as much, I guess, with yeah. that whole multi-directional hand pass kicking sort of stuff. Um, yeah, so I, all all China's I think was my first one, but I remember the the training on the Tuesday before that. Our our bus driver he put up a high bomb, and I just sort of gone to casually take it over my head and um, landed right on the end of my hand and. I looked down, it was like a, a game of pickup sticks. There was fingers going in all sorts of directions. Oh. And, and I called Dave over and I said, oh, shit, I don't think that looks good. <laughs> he sort of He's like, dry stretch, really, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so we sort of taped it up and um, sort of I tried to persist with training for a little bit. But then, uh, yeah, so by the time that Saturday at the, the All Chinas, I just whacked a glove on and, and – taped them up around over the glove so a proper g yeah, when you when you only have about three or four games a year you're not going to miss out on them so yeah what's a few broken fingers anyway in a gaelic football match so exactly exactly <laughs> that's, that's, breaking your teeth anyway. yeah I, I i don't know if i'm bringing up painful memories but what the hell happened in the soccer injury oh look i was just you know being I always, being growing up playing Aussie rules, I sort of looked at soccer as a bit more of a, a non-contact sport because yeah. I think technically in the rules it isn't. But, um, yeah, just sort of casually took one sort of in the in in the back line, sort of just sort of on the foot to, to clear it. And the next minute this bloody nutcase American guy comes charging through and collects me with his shoulder. So um, Wow. Two fine football yeah. nations, America and Australia. Yeah. yeah, it's very much. Uh, so I, I, in fairness, I'd be rooting for. I picked up my Tim, teeth Tim and Cale I used. There, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so I made sure I picked up my teeth and then um, abused him as I went off. And uh, the the Dutch guy that was playing with him, he absolutely let fly. I'm sure there was some some Dutch words said there <laughs> that should never be repeated in a podcast. <laughs> Wow. Okay. That's uh. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. As, as Connor said. Yeah. It's kind of two uh two of the uh stronger nations of soccer, America and Australia. Although I would, as I said, I would be rooting for you as like Tim Cahill is one of the the great Australian soccer players ever, and he was not afraid to go through people. So yeah, you can you can no. claim to be Tim Cahill definitely. I think from now on. So that's a uh, that's a yeah, that's so a pretty. I pretty I did make there. a point of when I I gave him the dental bill the next time I saw him. So. Did you actually? <laughs> I told him how much it was. I said, oh, you I... contribute however you like. And did you get anything off him? <laughs> no, but I think he was in- incredibly embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's probably more, yeah, just to hold it over him for the rest of his life, I would say that's probably more useful. Yeah. So, yeah, I like that, yeah. <laughs> what, was, um, what was your early AFL experience, Jesse? Did you play much at home yourself? Yeah, I played sort of growing up, um, Obviously, in in country Victoria, every every team, you know, got the the juniors, reserves, and and seniors. So for Yak and Danda, um, playing under fourteens, under seventeens, reserves and seniors there. Um, played a bit down in Melbourne when I was at uni. Bit for my a uni team in Wagga. Great great name, the Bush Pigs. They were called. <laughs> Are they from Mayo or Australia? <laughs> so the um yeah so it was good and then played a bit of field hockey as well but um Aussie rules was sort of more always a natural natural thing um yeah 
that, that's pretty. So cool. it was good to to then get here and sort of similar to to Connor, you know, um, sort of going to training and being used to to kicking a ball um, and hand passing as well. Dave mm. was basically the same. He's like, right, well, you you can kick a fair distance. You're you're in forward. <laughs> <laughs> That's 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 a pretty uh yeah it's a pretty blunt assessment yeah you can kick it far we're going to make you a forward yeah that's as good as it gets but at, at the time yeah. at the time we we were a good night at training we'd have four people there so we had you know right. we just sort of run it from one end to the other we'd have a backman two midfielders and a forward um with no you're not playing on anyone and then mm. if you had it was eight, more like tennis to be honest okay <laughs> fair enough yeah. So, yeah, that, that yeah, sounds, eight was a good uh, night tough. for training. Eight, okay. Well, at least it was the numbers. The numbers have grown enough that you can feel teams nowadays, I suppose. Um, just which is probably the most useful thing. Uh, did you find actually, Jesse? Since uh, I've asked this to a couple of others as well, did you find it easier from when you kick the ball long and <clears throat> excuse me, as he rules, you're not really sure exactly if it's not marked, you're not sure where it's going to bounce. Did you find it a little bit easier in GA that at least you could follow the trajectory of the ball? Yeah. I guess I the the hardest thing I felt found at first was sort of the the drop of the ball. Obviously, with the Aussie rules ball, even though it's the oval, sort of it it, it falls nicely. Mm. Whereas I tend to with the the Gaelic ball, it it'd roll out the side a bit. So sort of made a, a real habit of rolling it out the you know off the end of my yeah. fingers to get that straight drop. But yeah, definitely being able to anticipate that, that bounce. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, you, you can learn it a little bit with with all these rules, but whenever there's a high bomb and it comes down, you know, it's guaranteed to go at right angles from where you, yeah. <laughs> where you think it will go. So this was this was a lot easier. Okay, yeah, that sounds good, yes. Uh, Connor, Connor, I have to go back to just um, the Waterford bus driver here. Is he, the, is he the club nutjob lunatic or is there someone more? Yeah, he, he... He's head and shoulders above anyone else, I would say. I think we could do a full episode on him, to be honest. Okay. Uh, right. Tell us a bit about him. He, give us give us some background on him. A Waterford web designer, bus driver, lunatic in Shizhou in China. Yeah. He, so he was formerly in Spain before he came to China. Um, and then he, he moved here for whatever reason. Um, he's, he's just a fantastic fellow to have around the place because he has more energy than the rest of us combined, I think. Right. Um, and he's always willing to kind of lend a hand. He's the wheels of the club. And then obviously the, the sponsorship is, is fantastic for us as well. It makes life a lot easier for us. Mm. Um, but he, he can be a bit frustrating at times of training if you're trying to explain something because he just <laughs> loves to talk. And you can be sure that he's off having a conversation with someone. Um, God knows what about. <laughs> um, he's he's selling a website to somebody on the pitch. Yeah, there's oh, probably, they're just these random conversations. Yeah, <laughs> probably my favorite story about Shay though. Shay is his name. Okay, uh, we had we had a Russian girl down. She used to play with us for a while, and she she took a ball um, to the head at quite close quarters. So she hit okay. the deck anyway, and we went over to see if she was all right, and. Turns out she had she had quite a bad concussion. Okay. She was she was conscious, but she didn't really know where she was or or what day it was or 
or what time it was or who anyone else was. So Shay, anyway, stuck her in the van and a few of us went off to the doctors. Um, and Shay had a brainwave. He could tell her anything he wanted if she couldn't remember. So <laughs> he, started, he started getting onto her and she was, the poor thing she was saying, what day is it? What time is it? Like, where are we? And my face, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't worry about it. You're my wife. Uh, we're very happily married. You cook me spuds every night for dinner. And, and that's all there is to it. And she, we've got three kids. <laughs> we've got three kids. So he, he saw his opportunity and he absolutely took it. Like any good cornerback would. He just flew in the gap. Wow. Um, he, he sounds like a legend. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Yeah. But anyway, so but when- he... He took her to hospital and everything and stayed the night, made sure she was okay. Like, just very, very genuine guy. Yeah, he sounds like he's a bit of an all-rounder in fairness, yeah. Oh, he's great. But if people aren't from the club, like, we've had some people sort of coming for the bus trip into Shanghai for some games and stuff, and they're sitting there, you know, and coming back with with Shay on the bus, and now he'll be, like, spinning some absolute random – you'd think he was on acid or something. Like, (laughs) how many cans has this guy had? The guy doesn't drink. Right. He's just full on. So lunatic. it's like, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Imagine if you did drink. <laughs> oh, probably make a lot more sense. <laughs> and is he, uh, Connor, is he more of a, is he more of a hurler man been from Waterford originally or? He is. He is actually. Um, some of the moves he pulls on the, on the GA pitch, you can, you can see he wishes he had a hurley in his hand. <laughs> Yeah, the, the rest of us are very grateful that he doesn't. <laughs> this guy sounds like a legend. I kind of want, I kind of want you know, a special episode at the end of this series of the podcast just with Shay from Waterford. <laughs> well, he's a neighbour of mine. Next time I'll get him in. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, for from doing any follow ups, yeah, hundred percent. We'll definitely get a, we'll get the three of you guys on. I think uh, make for an interesting one. So yeah, um, I have to ask as well. Did yeah, you? He's a hurling man. Yeah, yeah definitely. Where whereabouts in Waterford is he from? Actually, do you know? Uh, he's from he's from the town. Oh, the town. Okay, so he's a he's a he's a Viking a Viking at heart. So deep down, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of quick fire questions um, that I do with every club, and then there's a few quick fire China special ones that I've, every country kind of gets yeah. their own uh, little section of ones as well. And um, if you guys are you're going to have now, please. No, no, don't worry, don't worry. I've, I've been to China. <laughs> I know. Um, I I know where the line is. Don't worry. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So. Uh, you've kind of talked about your toughest uh, person of the club. Jesse, is, does the club have a good uh, karaoke song or go-to song? Yeah. Um, oh, shit. Um, we do. We've – the club had some song. Like, there's this guy. He used to – well, he's still there. He's, he ran ran a couple of bars for a while. He's been Mikey Tame. He's been there for a while and just sort of sums up our club pretty well that, you know, some of the, the longest-serving members, he's from – Newcastle in England, and hmm. he's got what's his song, Connor, that he always sings? Um, oh, it's we like are one of those chants, song. yeah, something like that. What is it? But uh, he has a we are from chant. you know that whole chant sort of thing, you know, like those. Oh, yeah, he loves pushing that, <laughs> but um, we we sort of um, we sort of reworded Depash mode, um. Just can't get enough for one of just those. Just can't get an yeah yeah. So when I play for Sujo, I just can't touch the ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, I definitely gonna to have to get a. I gotta have to find some way to edit that song with actual words in it like that and put it out with with the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> that sounds brilliant. Yeah. So, so yeah, so that's our sort of our our go to because we can really, um, I guess adapt each each verse to to sum up the the game. You know, I just can't kick a yeah. goal. I comes from the heart. Yeah, that's that sounds Same. deadly. Yeah, I really love that one. Yeah, uh, Connor, have you introduced um, Jesse or any of the rest of them to Marty Morrissey or Des Cahill? Um, I'm sure Jesse, you've heard a bit of Marty Morrissey. Jesse, you spent a bit of time in Ireland as well. Okay, yeah. whereabouts in Ireland were you, Jesse? Or... Oh, I just, I, I just drove around the country trying to um, find the mailbox. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I was over there for a wedding. Um, so, sort of. I said to, to, to for my mate Dave's wedding, and um, I said, oh, I'm thinking, you know, we'll come over for ten days. Do you reckon we could do this? He goes, I reckon you could do that twice. <laughs> so <laughs> he's not he's not wrong. Yeah, pretty much ten days you could drive around yeah. the country several times. Yeah, yeah. So when we we set off, and it's like, right, I will plan to go this far. You know, we're going to go from Dublin over to Galway first, and mm. sort of get there at ten o'clock in the morning, and you're looking at each other in the car, and it's like, right, eh? Guess we're not driving any further today. <laughs> yeah, so you got you got a proper Irish experience by the sounds of it. So um yeah, you definitely driving around Darla for 10 days, you'd see everything at least at least twice. Um, I would say more than likely. Is there a club um or county, I should say, Connor, if if we put up a shoot you against a county in Ireland, who would you most like to have a crack against? Um, well, Kilkenny off the bat. Not that, we'd, not that we'd have much of a chance, but I feel like it could be maybe a little bit competitive. Kilkenny footballers, I'm guessing, obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Shea, okay. Shea would have to take on the hurlers and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> on his own, by the sounds of it. You, you would just be getting in the way. I think if it was a hurling match, you'd just feel like you were just, you know, problems. He'd just rather take on the 15 on his own by the sounds of it. So Yeah, um, although that's not, uh, that's not a very new feeling. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's um Jesse? What's um Shuju most famous for her? For particularly for people who are listening who won't have heard of it. Um, well, it's pretty. It's a pretty famous city in in China. Um, it was often sort of referred to as the Venice of the East. Um, I think it's the the home of silk in China. Okay. Um, so it's the old town. When you go into the old town, there's a heap of old canals and and everything can. It's it's really famous amongst Chinese people too. A lot of a lot of Chinese people love um, at some point traveling and, and visiting Suzhou and going around all the old gardens and the old mm. canals and that part. So we're we're pretty lucky that you know before I came to China, I'd never heard of Suzhou, um, but the yeah, it's it's quite a famous famous city. Okay, yeah, sounds picturesque, is it? Yeah, a lot of mountains and stuff. Okay, yeah, I'll have to <clears throat> I'll do a bit of, do a bit of tourism uh, promotion for uh, for Shu, for Shuju, and uh, I'll have to do it for Cambodia as well. But it sounds like Jesse's going to be leaving soon enough as well. So um, <laughs> there's a and there's the good a, part about it, it's only thirty. You know, on you get on the speed train, and it's only sort of 25, 30 minutes, and you're in the the heart of Shanghai as well. So it's it's really easy to to sort the, of if you are visiting Shanghai, yeah, to, to to zip out to Suzhou. Okay, that's like yeah, twenty five minutes, and that's that's what a seven, uh, eight hour bus journey in Ireland. So by the sounds of it, 
definitely, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> it's not a 25 minute journey in Ireland, I would say. Um, Connor, have you got a, this a, a random one? I know, but I've asked everybody since I'm a huge fan, um, and maybe Jesse, you might be familiar as well. Have you got Connor a favorite Father Ted episode? Um, yeah. I'd have to say kicking Bishop Brennan up the ass. <laughs> one of my all-time favorites. Brilliant. Have you introduced Jesse to it or anyone else out there? Um, yeah, there, there's a few watching. I I've um I've seen the odd episode. I'm not as I guess fanatical about it as our as our Irish members are. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Um, have you got a Connor favorite GA player in your lifetime, or who do you think has been the best GA player in your lifetime? Um. I suppose Aiden O'Shea doesn't count. <laughs> I think Kieran McDonald is just just such a classy player. That's and two that's two out of two for Mayo people so far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember one of my one of my earlier memories, my uncle and aunt lived down in Kalala and we're visiting them one day and there was lads doing roadworks down at the down at the bottom of the drive. And um they were deep in a hole we couldn't see who they were or what they were doing but one of them sticks out his head and it's a big blonde mop <laughs> no way It'd be rare enough down there and yeah Kieran McDonald was down digging in pipes or something so I think <coughs> I was absolutely mesmerised that's class this man he... with the wand of a left foot was yeah, I was going to say yeah, is, is, <laughs> is he as good at installing pipes in the ground as he is at kicking with his left foot well last I heard the, the house still had full running water so he must have done something like that. <laughs> I'll take that. Yes, uh, Jesse, have you uh, have you a favorite GA player, or should I ask? Is it easier to ask who's the best AFL player ever? Uh, no, look, I would say obviously you can't say me, Jesse. What, either. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're you're the second best. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess for like growing up a, a Melbourne uh, supporter in in Aussie rules, um, and always. You know, Jimmy Steins was always there. Yeah. Um, so understanding that connection, you know, the the Irish experiment, as they call it, with yeah. with Steins and and Sean White coming out, both playing for Melbourne. Um, I I guess I've always sort of admired him and his ability to you know really master two sports. Um, and and to come over and and win the the Brownlow Medal. So the mm. The, the best and fairest player for the league yeah. in sort of his his fourth year um, shows what a, what an athlete he is and so also what he did for the game um, for both codes I guess has been really good so and I know it's hard for you know when you've got an amateur sport and you've got the the lure of professional money in Australia it's always hard I guess to to try and keep the Irish lads in Ireland when they can come over and sort of for a few years and, and earn some coin so yeah it's 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 um, a big it's a big enough thing here as well because like the school i teach in in dublin kieran kilkenny teaches up the road and would have gone out as well along with a lot of other players at the time and um yeah as you say it's just it's just a lure of it um i went to i'm a crows fan because i've got family in adelaide and one yep. of my i think one of my favorite players eddie betts is definitely one of my favorites but my i think the best I, I got off the plane in adelaide my uncle handed me a season ticket to the oval and i went straight on the bus to the oval and i think that was up there one of my greatest sporting experiences because not just because i got to see the famous nick natanui in the flesh and the yeah. amount of uh, yeah. the amount of ball he catches but i was sitting next to a lady of 88 years of age 
who never misses a game. And I've never, and Connor would back me up on this, abusing the ref is pretty popular in GA. She took it to a whole <laughs> new level. Like by the end of the game, she was calling for blood um, off the referee. And I think that's, Connor. Connor might back me up, but that's, that's maybe a slight extreme uh, for me. I was kind of half watching the game and half just staring at her, wondering how this woman is like not getting kicked out of the stadium for the things she was saying to the referee. Is that a, is that a thing in well, Australia they, that you just go for it or? Oh, you do like Adelaide. They're, they're a different breed altogether. <laughs> I would say they, they seem to, they have this um, feel like uh, they're on this, they have got themselves up on this pedestal because they, you know, they weren't a, a convict settlement and all that yeah. sort of stuff. They were free settlers. So, They've, they've sort of always had this chip on the shoulder. But, I mean, I've never been to the footy in, in Adelaide. Mm. Um, my nan went once and she said it was the only she, – she'd been to Perth and she said they were idiots. <laughs> but she said it was the only time she actually feared for her life was watch, <laughs> watching Richmond play in Adelaide and, you know, the venom coming from the supporters there. So Yeah, like uh, Connor is probably the same as me. We've been to, I've been to a lot of GA games like, and you see everything from, you know, women and men just shouting mostly at the referee and telling them what they're doing wrong. But this woman like was like she was out of her seat gunning for the referee's head at the end of the game. And I was like yeah. this, even I was kind of like, okay, this is a little bit extreme. If this is back in Ireland, you know, someone would have heard you in a small stadium and you probably would have been arrested. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it was pretty fun. It's, it's yeah. definitely, it's definitely a different experience. I think for sure. Um, the, the last few questions have are the, the kind of China quick fire ones. Um, Jesse, if, I'm going to re- reword this one slightly. Um, so you have a choice between the great wall of China or the great ocean road. Or, Look, even coming from Victoria, I would say the Great Wall of China, it's pretty um, pretty majestic. The Great Ocean Road, for me, is just another bloody road around the <laughs> coast. Uh, we had a fun bus driver who brought us around. So I, 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 and I, it was about 50 degrees when I climbed the Great Wall of China. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm torn between the two. To be well, it's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the 12 apostles. The 12 apostles on the Great Ocean Road are amazing and some of the towns are good. But in terms of... A drive, uh, you know, there's plenty of other drives in Australia that are much better. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll, t- I'll take a word for that. I remember the Great Ocean Road. I don't remember a lot of the, we tended to fly from place to place. So, um, uh, <laughs> Connor, if I change it for you, I suppose a little bit, uh, if a choice between the Great Wall of China or uh, Newgrange. Uh, I, yeah, I think Great Wall of China is just something that I would urge anyone to see. Okay. Once I've been there a few times now. If, if anyone ever visits me, uh, I tend to whisk them off there immediately, whether they're willing or not. <laughs> Drop them at the bottom of it and just say, "I'll catch you in a few hours." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just quite incredible. Um, just the extent. And you would it. know it yourself, Jason, when you yeah. you're sort of climbing up it and up onto it, and you say, "Oh, yeah, it's not that big," but then you sort of look off in both directions, and it just goes off into the distance. That's when you see the. I guess the the grandness of it. Yeah, it was kind it's of what I to think about how it was built. Yeah, it's insane. And yeah, one of my favorite pictures actually is is where it ends. You know, just the ending of it right at the sea. Mm. I, I think that's such a an amazing thing. It kind of gets overlooked, and not a lot of people kind of mention that it literally just stops at the water. So um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty yeah. cool. In fairness, um, if I ask you, Connor, maybe I throw this one to you. Um, 
We'll see if Jesse knows his uh, his soccer really. Uh, Connor, you can choose between the Terracotta Army or Jack Charlton's Army. I actually haven't seen the, the Terracotta Army yet, so I'll have to go with Jack Charlton's Army. Okay, good. Jesse, are you familiar with Jack Charlton? Yes, yes. Um, look, obviously, if if you're going off the... The the individuals that all the terracotta army were, were <laughs> based on take them, but when they're just terracotta statues, <laughs> we'll one take of Jack them Charlton. is immortalized in our memory, and the other ones are just made of clay. Yeah, okay, we'll take that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Not too much um, of a decision. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, um, Connor Bruce Lee or Connor McGregor. Oh, um, I would I'd have to say. Oh, I think Bruce Lee. Yeah, but, uh, just a bit, bit of a wild card, you know. Bit of an arsehole. But not uh, like a not a not a good wholesome bus driver wild card. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, a bit Jesse, more sinister. Yeah, Jesse, would you be Bruce Lee uh, or Conor McGregor? Uh, look, I'm I'm a lover, not a fighter, Jason. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so so neither then okay i'll take that yeah yeah uh, <laughs> uh there's two left um connor would you choose the uh the famous uh pork meat in china or irish stew um i do i do quite enjoy the pork oh but, controversial uh, well i didn't give you my answer <laughs> okay go for it <laughs> But uh, absence makes the heart grow fonder, doesn't it? So yeah. Okay, to my I'll, right arm up for stew, for stew okay. now. I'll just edit out the bit where you said stew was nice and just leave it in as stew go for pork <laughs> and just the Irish will just turn My mother will be listening. To your, mother, <laughs> your mother will be like, what? That child may never come home again. Uh, <laughs> Jesse, would you be more uh, the, the local food there in China or anything for good good Aussie food? Uh, there's The food here is brilliant, but, you know, there's always you do sort of crave at home. Obviously, like for Connor, his ideal would probably be Irish stew in, in a in a dumpling. <laughs> um, but Brilliant. you know, sometimes you just crave and like I just sometimes I just I miss not having Vegemite. You know, if I've run out and it's oh, a bit hard gosh. at the moment with the pandemic. So just some you wake up after a big night and just some Vegemite on toast. It's like godsend. That Vegemite is i don't know how to describe it uh as a bet with one of with friends of mine out in new zealand in the rugby we had a bet on that if um you know our, we were insisting at the time ireland could topple new zealand in the rugby and they said well if they don't we're going to send you over a jar of vegemite we want video proof that you've eaten it and ireland got murdered and it was the most horrendous thing i've ever tasted in my life um, I don't know how you guys eat it. What what the hell is in it? Yeah. Uh, just yeast, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I had a, a friend at uni um, from the States and I, I showed it to him and he just like scooped it out with a knife and he just slapped it on a bit of bread. And he's like, is this how you do it? And I was like, well, I, I probably wouldn't have had that much, but you can go for it. <laughs> and his face... As he he's like, it's just all the moisture just sucked from his head. Yeah, and it it's foul. I don't know how you guys eat it. Although I know it's like nearly like oh, some potatoes is like part of the staple diet. I think in Australia, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You you, yeah. you grow up on it, so you're used to it. Yes, uh, definitely. Yes, uh, Connor. I suppose I'm going to ask the last one to you since it's a it's a Father Ted quote. It will be reminiscent of me not to ask this one, but are the Chinese, as Father Ted says, are they a great bunch of lads? Uh, yeah, of course. 
I had to come all this way to to be sure, but I can tell you now that they are they are a very nice bunch. Okay. Um yeah, great lads. Great bunch of lads. Okay, definitely. Um <laughs> I have to ask as well uh, before uh, before I let you guys go, your is your jersey and gear and stuff can can people buy that anywhere? It's yeah, it's on the O'Neill store. O'Neill's, okay, deadly. Yes, we'll try and uh, direct people towards it if I can. Is there anyone you guys want to give a Connor, do you want to give a shout out to anybody at home while you have the chance? Um, yeah, I would. I'll I'll just quickly uh, shout out our sponsors here. Yeah, we have Vision Pro in Wushi. Um, Shay, our Waterford Viking, the, he's the legend. DC Center, legend. Um, we have. If anyone's hearing this and wanting to come and join us, we have a, a sponsor that is a teacher recruitment company. They're China by Teaching. Get in touch with them, and you what are they called? China, China by teaching. China by teaching. Okay. Um, and then Avonmore, actually, being sound, they throw us a bit of milk every now and again. Avonmore is sponsoring us as well. Um, at home, my local club is My Davids, so shout out to everyone from My Davids, uh, and everyone from Foxford. Hopefully, I'll be back to see everyone soon. Did you get to a? <clears throat> did you ever line out with My Davids at any stage or? Uh, yeah, I did, kind of underage and junior, and then unfortunately the senior career and everything. Did you? Uh, were you playing alongside any any of the the big names from the club that um that are there now? Yeah, uh, yeah, I would have played underage with with um, Brian Reap. Oh yeah, uh, he's probably he's probably the hottest prospect at the minute. Yeah, and the absolute legend that is Gary Ruan as well, of Mayo fame. Yeah, Gary. True Mayo name, yeah. Yeah, played junior with him. Uh, savage. And your your club takes in like um, isn't it isn't it uh, Bohole? Isn't that what it is? Bohole Moy Davids yeah. or something like yeah. that? Yeah. We actually have a we actually have a massive catchment area. Bohole, Strait, Boxford, out as far as Swingford then. Yeah, I I remember reading a, a little bit about the club. Just I was doing a, a piece and something. Um, there's some really cool little area outside that's got like a funny name. It's some something like. Al- Alti McHugh or something like that is oh Addy McHugh yeah, Addy yeah. McHugh yeah I always thought I don't know why that <laughs> name is just kind of stuck with me yeah it's just such a, a kind of a funny name Addy yeah. McHugh yeah um yeah. that's pretty cool yeah um Jesse is um, there anyone you want to give a shout out to sorry Connor you weren't finished going yet alright it was funny we were talking about the the Irish playing in Australia as well there's yeah. two girls um two girls from my club uh Kelly sisters Grace and Neve. They've just oh, yeah. they went out to Brisbane last yeah. year, so they would have been playing with us kind of young underage. Oh right, okay. Honestly, yeah, the... they could have probably played on the men's senior team fast. Yeah, pretty big names out in Australia as well at the moment. Yeah, the women yeah. are yeah. the women are from my dad. Yeah, that's right. The women are doing pretty well. I had Ailish Considine um on the podcast recently oh, enough. Nice. Uh, she unfortunately um guys lost the the grand final um the other week to Orlo Dwyer's um yeah. Brisbane Lions. So yeah, yeah um that's a good one. Yeah, I didn't realize the two girls. I forgot the two girls are Moy Davids. Um, yeah. Jesse, have you uh, anyone you want to give a shout out to? Oh, look, just all the uh, the past lads and, and ladies that have, have <clears throat> been at Sujo and sort of started the club up. And, you know, I'm sure when everyone leaves, they probably think it, it well, they hope that it would continue. So I guess shout out to them. And uh, it, it is going quite strong and, I'm sure it'll con- continue long into the future. So that's brilliant. Yes. And uh, Cambodia beware. Jesse is on the way. 
It's gonna be your. Oh, they're gonna be. Cambodia. They're gonna be very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> or more like Cambodia, be ready. You've got a new superstar about to join your GA team. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. You'll have to. Who, you'll have to who else? Who else is moving to Cambodia that you know about? <laughs> uh, nobody that I know. Anyway, uh, I know one person out there, but I'm pretty sure she doesn't play GA. Unfortunately. Um, Oh, just uh, yeah. when you yeah, said anyway. there's a superstar on their way, I thought you must have known someone. Else oh no, it, it's got it's got to be you. you <laughs> it's got to be you. You've you've hyped yourself up now, um, you know. And you, you, if you need a, at least the worst comes to it, you know a bus driver, you know a man who can get the Cambodian team around. You just have to get him out there with his bus. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Yeah, um, guys, look, thanks so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, and look, have a have I suppose nighttime over there. I should say, have a, have a good evening over there. Since I'm only like getting out of bed here, really. But um, <laughs> yeah, um, thanks so much, guys, um, for coming on. Yeah, just one last thing. Is yeah, go for it. Yeah, happen to have any listeners in China? Uh, the other clubs around the country. I know that a few of them are really trying to kick on at the minute and get mm. started. Um, Sichuan Shamrocks in Chengdu, Shenzhen, have a, a lovely team down there, Beijing, Shanghai, of course, and then Shum de Gales, which is... The smallest in the world. Well, well apparently. They, they claim, down yeah. down there as well. <laughs> they claim down it. there as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we collared a reporter, at the, an IT reporter, at the All-Asia Games a couple of years ago and made sure that he knew it was us. Okay. Just so it's on the record. Okay, I'll put that down. So, yeah, because I think they claim that they're the smallest in the world. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so... On, on, a, on a bad day, we're fairly small. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we, we'll have to get them on. We'll bring on, uh, we'll bring on Shay from Waterford uh, and he can, he can take on them. And I, I reckon there's only Lovely. one winner there, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. That's thanks really yeah, thanks so much, guys, for coming on. I really appreciate it. And uh, I'll keep in touch and I'll talk to you guys again soon. No worries. Yeah, take it easy. Thanks, Jason. Mind yourself. Best of luck. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Cheers, bye. Coming up the next day on the Loaf of Bread GA Global, we cut into our next slice. You know, unfortunately for Darren, they were the team we met, we met in the final. Um, yeah. 16 to 1, Kira. Uh, he didn't tell you that, Jason. I think it was 16. Was it 16 to 1? Donegal were one tonight. 14s. Kieran yeah. took the club account there, the treasurer, he gave him permission, <laughs> but the club account on Cavan to win, sir. So the club are building a new state-of-the-art pitch there. And you've got to stand for 10,000 people as well, I'd say. That's <laughs> oh, a big project out here. Oh, yeah. So that's a, did you did you take the plunge and actually back them to win? Um, I'd love to say yes, but no. <laughs> yeah. I've had too many horror stories watching Cavan through the years to, to be that confident. Even going into the last few minutes when we scored the goal, I think it was Conor Madden and we were four points up, you're thinking. On Slice 7 of GA Global, I fly from the beautiful China across towards the Middle East and land in the stunningly beautiful Oman, where I meet Darren and Kieran from Clonahoman GA. We chat about life in Oman, if it changed at all since I was there in 2017, how the GA operates in the Middle East, rivalries and friendships with GEA in Dubai, Kuwait, Bahrain and many others. And the key question, is the famous Omani coffee better than a pint of Guinness? That's next Monday from 9am as we continue the journey with two slices a week. I'll see you at the arrivals hall but until then, check out the various clubs on the Instagram page and see all the amazing work they do and some of the nicest GA gear going.
Find the podcast on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, and on TikTok. Email loafofbreadpod at gmail.com or just simply hit the follow button and spread the word of the Loaf of Bread GA pod across the globe. Slonagy.